Welcome to the Triangle Podcast, episode 51. According to Zach, it's the Just Say No episode. We'll get there. CouchGuysports.com, all the written content, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, everywhere you can find podcasts, you find us. Leave a review. The Red Sox are a good baseball team. That means we're rolling. We have content. And the crew is back together. Hi, guys. Hi, buddy. How are we? It's weird being in the same Zoom call podcast episode. I don't know what to do. I'm used to I'm used to being the one that's hosting it the last couple of weeks because you've been I mean, away. We, I mean, you got confused. You kicked Zach out of the room when we first came in. You kicked I I kicked I kicked Zach I was out of the room when just I came about in. About to say what what did you do like ten minutes later? We had a reason. We won't talk about it. It's fine. Hi Zachary. Hi Jared. Hi Al. Thanks for removing me twice for no reason because you guys are jealous. Why is my name Dingus in the stupid chat right now? What? <laughs> this is bullcrap. <laughs> Zach, you're coming to Boston. Supposedly, yes, but why? Why is my name Dingus? What you just you just noticed that? I saw my. <laughs> I started talking. Zach, I, I made that like 20 minutes ago, bud. I'm like, wait, what? My name Dingus. Oh my goodness! <laughs> For those of you that don't follow, Al changed Zachary's name in our Zoom call here, recording to Dingus, like. Oh, like literally 20 minutes ago. Unless we're just saying no episode is not a dingus episode. Why not? Let's just make a freaking Oh, dingus. the dingus episode. I like it. Episode 51 ah. of the Dingus episode. You were Talking just Red Sox. The boss man is not with you right now. Let me just say that. You were just jealous of my boss man gig, okay? That, that's, yep, that's what it is, Zach. Yeah, that's, that's completely it. Is. Yeah. Completely keep, it. Keep Makes sense. Zach, oh, just, he just, he just dabbed on us. Jared, just I don't dabbed. know how we're going to recover up from that one. I don't, I don't know. You I just got owned by my dabbing skills. Oh, goodness. How's that Alan, make you, do you feel? Do you have the Exo Gun advertisement ready? I can have it in five, no. four. Oh, you're good. I'm not asking three. you to do it now. I just didn't ask you before, and I just want to make sure you had it. Oh, I got it. Because I'm just going to like throw it at you one of these times. And I didn't ask you beforehand. I almost thought about throwing it to you there. I'm like, well, you know what's going to help me recover is Exo Gun. But I didn't do that because I didn't wasn't confident you had it up ready. No, so. not even Exo Gun can contain a boss man's skills and powers. Okay, you need to don't be talking that. down about Exo Gun. Exo Gun is great. You can't understand the boss man. Is just these skills that just wow, oh God. You know what? The one thing that trumps the boss man, what is the code CGS10 for Exo Gun? We'll talk about it after, but just yeah, just keep that in the back true. of your head. That's true. CGS10 okay. Exo Gun, great friends of the show. Um. Guys, we have some stuff to talk about. Um, we're almost at the All-Star break. One series left as we record this against the Phillies. Recording on an off night, Thursday, July 8th. We have a monsoon coming to the Red, Red Sox in Fenway Park uh, tomorrow night, so they probably won't even play. That's great. Um, so they're probably going to have a reschedule and probably play doubleheader on Saturday. Stupid, whatever. All-Star break's coming. Home run derby we're going to talk about. I want to talk about the swords again, but the home run derby excites me. Get a little, get, I get a little... Um, dingus in my pants if you know what i mean uh when it comes to this year's home run derby Allen, because the lineup stacked we'll talk about that um the red sox what they've done so far over under achievement we know the story there we're going to talk through that a little bit but i want to start Allen has an article coming out and by the time you all listen to this it's probably already out there on couchguysports.com that's why i want to talk about it i'm going to pump Allen's tires here a little bit josh taylor Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Josh Taylor. I went, I went into the back end of the website and read because I have that power and went in and read Alan's work before it was published. Don't worry. I'll go back in tomorrow and give you a view. Don't worry. Appreciate you. Um, Josh Taylor 
Alan, give me the give me the synopsis. Your article, I did read it, and I I love the tweet too. The it was twenty six consecutive right scoreless innings. Is that where he's at right now? Correct. That's correct. Right? Yep. Um, and that's that's something I want to talk about. Um, give me the overall consensus of your article because I think it's a good talking point for you know someone that really doesn't get talked a lot about on this Red Sox team and, and in the bullpen. Sure. So the basic title of it, and this will kind of open the conversation, is Josh Taylor is an unsung hero for the Red Sox, and then in parentheses I put so far because you think about it. Josh Taylor is a guy that's gotten forgot about for all the contributions he's made so far for the 2021 season. Who are some of the guys we talk about right away? Hunter Renfro, Nick Pavetta, Christian Arroyo. Those are guys that have made big contributions. Mm -hmm. Josh Taylor has been that under the radar guy that's helped the bullpen become that much better. I'm sure you saw this in the article, Jared, but I'll still say it anyway. His ERA last year in eight games was 9.8. Eight hmm. two. So he bad. Did, very bad. That's disgustingly bad. He didn't even finish eight innings last year in his eight appearances. I think he went seven and two thirds or seven and a third. Gross. This, this year, 2.70 ERA in 30 appearances. So not only are you becoming a guy that is keeping the ball in the ballpark, because that was his big problem last year. He couldn't keep the ball in the ballpark. And his strikeouts are up this year in 2021. The main thing is his contributions to this Red Sox bullpen have made it so that way the Red Sox are that much better in the bullpen, so that way the questions aren't about the bullpen going into the trade deadline. Everything else you can read at the actual article itself. Keep in mind, too, he was struggling during that ball, like that Baltimore series. It was like on Mother's Day weekend, I think. He was up, like, had such a big lead. He came in to closing him out, and he got pulled because he, was, he wasn't even doing good. We were up by, like, seven runs, and they still pulled him. So to see how much better he's gotten ever since then is really encouraging. Well, I think people like me, I was so anti Josh Taylor at the beginning of this year. And I think rightfully so. Like, like yes. you said, like his stats weren't great last year, terrible ERA and like no appearances. And beginning of the year, he wasn't great. And, you know, I think people, I think really are just going to start tuning into this team now if they haven't already, because I think, you know, the Stanley Cup playoffs are over right outside of the baseball world. Uh, Tampa Bay, the Lightning, the Cheaters just won the Stanley Cup last night. And, and now the, the NBA finals are about to be like they're happening, but they're going to be over soon. So, you know, baseball, if Red Sox fans wanted to watch something else now, baseball's front and center and Josh Taylor is finally pitching well. And look, I, I, I didn't really think about it, honestly, until I saw your article, because I actually I stumbled upon your article because I was looking at something else. And I saw that I saw the scheduled um, because I was looking at uh, Josh's article for tomorrow. And I saw yours there too. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting topic. So I clicked on it and read through it. And I didn't really even think about it because every time he's been in, he's been good. And I really just kind of, you know, it's kind of been an afterthought, but you're so right where Josh Taylor is out. His is helping us kind of be like, okay, maybe you don't need to get necessarily bullpen help at the deadline because you have the, the Josh Taylor there. Salamore has been decent enough, you know, Ottavino, Barnes, all these guys, like your bullpen's really not the problem. Um, like it had been the beginning of the year. Like, honestly, like obviously we know what it was last year. The bullpen is good enough if you can help the starting pitchers now. Um, and we've talked about this and, and we'll talk about this again because the deadline, we'll have a deadline episode in a couple of weeks here. Yep. And that's something that we'll touch on, right? What do you want the Red Sox to do? Most likely it'll be a starting pitcher, but you don't know that. But like if if he keeps pitching the way he's been pitching the next couple of weeks, like I said, he has he, that tweet that you mentioned, he has a 26 consecutive um scoreless inning streak going on keep doing that dude 
if you keep doing that and keep pushing the issue the next couple of weeks, deadline is the end of the month here in July. You won't. I think Josh Taylor is a key reason why you don't make need to make a deal for a reliever, and you can focus your efforts on end of the bench depth for a position player if you think that's important, or a starting pitcher, things like that. Um, and we'll get into the weeds of that in a couple of weeks, but I think Josh Taylor's you know consecutive scoreless inning streak is really something that's no one it really is being talked about, which is kind of weird because we always talked about Jackie Bradley Jr.'s like seven game inning streaks because that was a big deal, and no one's talking about Josh Taylor like letting up the world. Not only that, too, right? You think about the position the Red Sox will be in come the postseason. You know, the Red Sox are a team that would rely on their starters to go five, six innings and then have a few key relievers. Now, you put Josh Taylor with Sal Mora, you put him with Adam Montevino, you put him with Matt Barnes, you put him with a few other guys in that bullpen. You know, a guy maybe like Eduardo Rodriguez or Martin Perez goes to the bullpen, becomes a middle reliever. So if your starters struggle in the playoffs, it's not like you're going to be Like the game's over, you know, you still have a shot because your bullpen is that deep and your offense is one of the best in the league. So Josh Taylor makes it that much better for the other guys in the back end of that bullpen. And nobody's even realizing it. No, no one is. Um, Do you guys think he keeps this up? Obviously it's not going to, he's going to allow some runs. Like it's not going to keep up this like that, but like, like I just kind of mentioned, like the next couple of weeks here are a big deal for Josh Taylor because it can cement himself being like, okay, Josh, you still got it. We're now not going to make a move and Josh is going to be a key piece. Does he keep this up in the next couple of weeks as the end of July comes about and kind of helps the Red Sox look elsewhere? Probably. No, I'm just going to say, I think he does. I just think he does. Yeah. And I think it's really, like you said, Jared, it goes back to that thought of, you know what, if you need to go after maybe a first baseman, maybe another starting pitcher, you know, those are the key contributions that you're going to need at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. you're going to need a guy that's going to fill that piece and you won't have to worry about bullpen pieces because your bullpen's already intact. Which we did not know was going to be a storyline for this team going to the season. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of things we didn't expect the storyline to be like yeah. the Red Sox are actually good. I mean, yeah, it's, it's Jerry, a deal. you were They're right. <laughs> you were the one who said they were going to make one, the of, one of few, one of few, but no, I, I feel like they don't get talked about enough. The bullpen because they're overlooked by Chris Sale coming back, Xander Bogarts, Rafael Devers, J.D. Martinez, all of these guys who are solidified MLB players helping this franchise be good now. And then no, and then you'll hear it on the broadcast, but like when it comes to like the media and fans, no one's talking about the bullpen. No one's even talking about the starting rotation, I don't think, enough. Because, yes, I mean, the starting rotation has been iffy in some games. But for the most part, there's a reason why this team's in first place right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're talk. The Red Sox starting pitchers are being talked about in a bad way. Like, if you listen, and Zach, you don't have this luxury because you don't live here, but Boston media is lighting up Martin Perez, Garrett Richards to an extent. He, he admitted he uses the sticky crap, so like he only gets a pass. Like we expect him to suck because he basically told us he was cheating. Um, yeah. Actually, let's be real. I don't really call it cheating because everyone's doing it and the sticky stuff I don't think should be banned. That being said, Martin Perez is someone that clearly used something because he's been dog poop since they cracked down. But overall, the starting pitcher's ERA has been the, one of the best in the leagues in the league since the MLB started cracking down on the stuff. Look at the Yankees. They've sucked. You look at other teams. They've been awful. Look at Garrett Cole. Can't get out of his own way since they stopped letting him use the sticky stuff. And now all of a sudden you have guys 
Nathan Evaldi, not affected by Erod actually has looked better since they like he's gotten better and better since they started cracking down. Um, you have uh, Nick Pavetta, the, the boy wonder ha- hasn't changed. The, hasn't skipped a beat. So, and Garrett Richards is the guy that admitted he was using something. So like the starting pitching is fine. And I think, I think playoff time long-term, they need to get something to replace Martin Perez. Like I, I love Martin Perez, but like at the end of the day, you, you might need an extra arm because either, either Martin Perez or Garrett Richards, one of those guys is not going to be on your playoff roster. It's going to be Garrett Richards. I don't even know why that's a discussion at this point. It, it has to be Garrett Richards. Martin Perez, Perez, Perez at least can get you right. No, no, no. You're right, Zach. You can trust Perez. At least you can trust Perez as a starter to get twice through the lineup. Garrett Richards, you can't even do that. Garrett Richards, you're lucky, and I tweeted this out during, I think it was the Oakland game. He didn't give up a, a run in the first inning, and that was like a celebration. No, yeah, he's never done that. He's never done that before during his time here in Boston. Right. That's how bad it's gotten. So if you make Perez middle reliever or a long reliever, that's fine. Then you roll with Chris Sale, Nick Pavetta, Nathan Eovaldi, and Eddie. Boom. There's your four playoff yeah. starters. You know what I wish they sh- would do? What's that? If Garrett, Garrett Richards – let him have some starts in Worcester. He basically t- told everybody that he needed to figure out how to throw a baseball again. Remember that interview he did like after that first game, after the MLB started cracking down, he's like, you know, it is what it is. You know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, I got to relearn how to throw a baseball. You do. Okay. Go to Worcester. Do that. Then like these games matter to the Red Sox. Like they're only down two and a half games ahead of Tampa Bay. Like these games matter. They're going to be in a dog fight for this division the rest of the season. And you're telling me you're learning how to throw a baseball again because you can't use pine tar. Like Look, I still can't get over the fact he didn't have a changeup before. That that just boggles my mind. I mean, most major league baseball pitchers should have a changeup. Like I don't get it. Yeah, like you you learn that pitch at like nine years old. I learned that pitch in little league. It was that a fastball. Like that that's your off seats buff. So you're allowed to throw a curveball. Correct. Like, that's it. Like Correct. that's it. Mm-hmm. That that's what it was. I I learned a circle change at like nine years old. Yeah. It, thank you for proving my point. Exactly. Yeah. Like right. that's what I learned outside of my fastball. It was a nap. By the way, by the way, guys, by the way, guys, my net, my circle change. Filthy. Okay. Then put up or shut up with a challenge, dude. It dropped off. I don't, I haven't done a circle change in like 10 years, but like Boston, hold on. It it dropped off. It dropped (laughs) off the table. Zach, you're going to, you're going to record this challenge that goes on. Oh, heck yeah. I dropped off the table. Uh, Unless Twitch. I was gonna say, unless you want to be the catcher and just put all the pat, all the gear on and catch Jared. God, I no, know. I think we need to put like quags I, behind the plate. Quags. That's e- that's even worse. My goodness! One time I was playing catcher and the ball. I, I kind of want Nick to get hurt. Oh wait, 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 Zach, say that again. I was playing catcher with my buddies one day, and I didn't have any equipment. It was just a glove and sunglasses and a hat. Wait, and the pitch went into the like dirt behind the plate. Oh God! <laughs> the pitch went into the dirt, <laughs> and it oh, caught God. me, and um. The in the fun zone. In the, fun, in the yeah, fun zone. In the fun Got zone. Got you in the fun zone. And um, oh god. Yeah, I'll never want to play catcher ever again. Do you still have both both fun zones? Yes. Okay, that's he good. Had, he hesitated for a second on that one. Why well, did make sure they're still there? Like, you remember Austin Pot one, two, three. Okay, yep, all set. We're good. Yep, we're there. <laughs> Release the globe. Best movie. One of the best movies ever. Um. Oh man, what we I just got totally got sidetracked. I want to go off off of um script here a little bit. Speaking of getting close, how about Chris Sale getting close to returning? See, is he close though? 
I mean, they said he's gonna start his rehab assignment in the next week or so, I think. But they said they want they want him to go until he throws like five or six innings, and they said they're, that's gonna be a while. They should wait so, until I go to the Buffalo game and here in Buffalo when the Red Sox come in town, and so I can go see. Um, him I think August is a beginning to middle of August is a realistic timeline right now. The way they're doing, which is fine, honestly. This team's a first place team without him. Like, let him get healthy, and then if he comes back to beginning to middle of August, say middle of August, worst case scenario. Then you have him for a month of the regular season, month and a half, whatever. And then you have him all postseason. And th- the beginning of the season is always when Chris Sale was his, at his best, right? So you're going to get be- beginning of season Chris Sale at the end of the season. Like, don't rush him. Why? You have four more years on his contract, I think, and you have a team this year that can compete. And then so if you add another starting pitcher and then bring Chris Sale back, great. Great. Let's do it. And then call Jaron Duran up. Can we call Jaron Duran up, please? Oh, you nice. love your boy. You love your boy, Jaron Duran. Dude, there's Jaren. no reason for him to be down in Worcester anymore. They need, they need, they need an extra bat. They, they need Jaron Duran. Oh, Chavis, he's been sucking lately. Trade Chavis. He's going to be gone at the deadline. He's gone. What's up? He's, he's the piece. He's part. He's part of the pieces to get you uh, a starting pitcher. Max Scherzer, cough cough. I got Max Scherzer. I would get a full dingus. In the fun zone. Okay, like, TMI. There's no TMI here, Zachary. You're fit. You're friends. 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 Friends know all. You're part of the family. Yeah. You're part of the family. And you're coming to Boston into the month, so like you're really part of the family. Supposedly, I was supposed to come tomorrow, so it's good that I did. There's a big monsoon coming our way, so it's good. Yeah, yeah, we're go. we're getting hit by uh, Elsa, the summer version of Elsa, not the winter version. Oh, okay. I heard she's still kind of a bitch though, so. We're hunkering down. Going to get some good wins up here, Al. We are. Oh, we are. It's going to be get, very you, Al, fun. Al, you know it's going to be fun. If you get bogged down in the house uh-huh. and you get a little sore, Ooh. you can just uh, – and you can't go outside and, and fix it because it's going to be freaking <clears throat> Elsaing outside. What are you going to do? I think you should have um, – I think you should have your exo gun with you, shouldn't you, Jared? I think I, – I, and you have it. It looks like a radar gun. It looks a beautiful I, thing. I do. I wish I had it to show really quick. I don't, but it's all right. We don't, we don't do video on this podcast. We're not that cool. That's true. Not yet anyway, but that could be a future project. But anyways, the Into the Triangle podcast is brought to you by our friends at Exo Gun. Have you ever done a workout and feel like you need a massage right after that grueling, intense workout? Well, get the massage without even having to leave your house ever again. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down. Exo Gun revives muscle boost circulation and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it at work, at the gym, whether you're on the trail with a loved one or you're inside the house in a dark room like Zach is right now and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, powerful, and it's trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery experience. Again, use it for percussion therapy. For those that don't know what it is like Jared percussion therapy, boosts muscle function, and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid, concentrated, pulsating strokes. You know, you tell me that all the time, and I always have to ask you to repeat it on one of these shows. I, I don't know why. I don't know why either. You should probably listen a little bit more. You think but I remember about the uh, repeating, pulsating strokes? You think yeah, I probably remember? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what's going on with you. You need to step up your game, there, pal. Too much time in the lake. Gain back control hey, of your body and achieve—that's true—and achieve long-term pain relief with ExoGun. Get 10% off with the code CGS10 at checkout. The Exogun comes with a charger and a carrying case. So the charger, you can charge it up whenever you need it. Carrying case, take it on the go with you. To the lake. Exactly. Take it to the lake with you if you need it while you're relaxing with a beverage and in a chair. Mm. 
Literally mm. with the lake at your feet. Go get your exo vacation. I'm out. I need, I need one too. Go get your exo gun today and treat yourself to a massage at any moment's notice. I'm just picturing Jay right now using the exo gun. He's like grilling burgers on the right on the oh. lake over there. Just See, like, he's talking my dream. He's got one one hand on the spatula yeah. from the burgers, and then he's got the other one just like in the side. Yeah. Oh I don't know God. what I don't I don't know what you're doing. That was just okay. Anyways, and I got a, and I got a third arm coming from somewhere holding my truly. There you go. Truly, a, a robot arm. Unoffic- unofficial friends a, of Coach a, Sports. You're a robot now. He's a he, yes. He's a robot. It's a robot arm, Zach. That's oh, what he's talking Jesus. about. All right. Go go gadget. What? Go go Power Rangers. Anyways, um, John, so we're at, we're basically at the All Star break. This is basically the All Star break edition of the Red Sox show, Red Sox podcast here, and in the Triangle podcast. So, are we? We ha- we're happy with where they're at, right? I don't want to go too much into this. Definitely. We're happy with where they're at. They're they overachieving, and do we think it's? Do we think they're legit? They're legit, right? At this point, yes, they're legit. I think so. Yeah. What well, what's it going to take for them not to be legit? Like, do we? What's it going to take for people to go? Oh, that no, they were faking it. Bad pitching. If, if they are, if they go on a massive losing streak and then they just have horrible, a horrible August and into September, they're still fighting for a playoff spot. So the chicken and beer incident. Got it. Correct. Yeah, chicken and cool. beer 2.0. Chicken and beer 2.0. Got it. Prayers that doesn't happen because I thought that could never happen before. It did. So you no, know, I'm a Sears fan. We won 10 games in a row and we missed the playoffs the same year. Great memories. Yes, yes. yes. We know Buffalo is painful and suffering with their hockey. You know what's the best part about – well, I'm going to bring this up because he started this conversation. Uh, Zach tweeted it. The, the, the graph of the Buffalo Sabres, like the most series wins oh, in the last God, like 20 it years. So and it, it was like the it was top. The, they, they started the top, and then as the years just went on, it just went, woo. You know what's funny, and the though? Bruins, we, mind you, the Bruins like switch spots. Woo. You know, you know what's funny, though? We saw more a more – we still won a playoff series recently than trial me, please, so – just saying. Toronto's, Toronto's stupid. They, they only got as far as they did this year because they didn't play the Bruins. Um, we don't like Toronto. I love it. All-star game coming up this weekend. Monday, Tuesday. Home run derbies, all that kind of stuff. The home run derbies, what I want to talk. All-star games, the all-star game, whatever. Uh, Shohei Otani actually, though, is DHing and pitching in the all-star game. They're letting them do it, which is cool. Um, they just and, and the Red Sox, we didn't even talk about this, but they just played Shohei Otani. And boy, does that guy not disappoint. Not at that all. dude... Is a once in a generation player. Did you guys see the tweet about him today that came out on the Sports Center uh, Twitter page? I don't think so. Maybe. I think I well, saw it, like his he picture. Had, he hasn't taken batting practice all year. That's because he doesn't need it. Exactly. No, it's amazing that he doesn't take BP before the game and he has he's 32 four. home runs at the uh, at the All Star break. He's not because he's he, every game is BP for him. What are you talking about? He just swings away and everything goes out of out of out of the park. Like he's on Anaheim. And there was some dude that said he was he that it, that Shohei reminded him of a high school hitter. Boy, does he look foolish now! It was like three years ago. They're like, "Yeah, Shohei Otani's he's like a high school hitter. He's never going to hit major league pitching." How does he look now? He looks like a high school hitter. If you want to talk about the fact of some big dude in high school who doesn't have to try to hit home runs because he's so much bigger than everybody else. Cool. There you go. Good spin zone. There's your high school hitter. That guy that everyone loves. He gets all the girls and he can just not go to practice. Like that's who Shohei Otani is going to be. Is he married or anything? If not, he's getting some serious so. ass. And he's getting some serious <laughs> ass in LA. Like, are you kidding me? That dude is just an animal. And he's humble. The guy, remember, the, it was the other night. I don't know. Was it against the Red Sox? I don't yeah, remember. Arroyo. But the, yeah, when he broke, when a, yeah, it was. Yeah. When a Royal broke his bat, Shoei Otani was the last out of the inning. Most guys go and 
into the dugout and ignore it. He went and picked up the broken bat and brought it to Arroyo. Yeah, Good I did guy. see that. I did see that. What? Nobody hard does to hate that. Him. It's hard to hate him. Like I don't, how can you? I, I hate the Angels for wasting him away out there already. And he's like, just what? Like second season there. I know how my trial feels and he's been there. For how are they years. bad? That's my question. How are the Angels bad? I like they, they get all the talent. Everyone wants to play for them. Like Shohei Otani had choices. He didn't get like he didn't get traded. He just, he just signed with the Angels. Like how'd they convince him to come play there? They have solid players too. Like they have Fletcher. He's like a pain in the neck to get out, and he's a pretty. They have Anthony, Anthony Rendon. Yeah, Mike Trout. I think it's Mike, their freaking Trout. I think it's their pitching. I just think they don't have pitching besides Shohei, obviously. Didn't Shohei? Wasn't Shohei considering the Red Sox when he came over here? No, like, weren't the weren't the Red Sox on his list? Shohei no, the Red Sox. Cora said he wasn't even close. Oh, I thought I thought he was. I could. I guess I'm wrong. Whatever. Uh, home run derby. And then we can wrap it up here. Wow, you're missing like the biggest topic of all. What's the big topic? I'll I'll tell you after. Let's talk about this first. Okay. The home run derby is something that I am excited for for the first time in like 20 years. Guys, I'm, and I'm only almost 30. This lineup is stacked. It's stacked. Like Shohei Otani is someone that for the years in, in his caliber player would just be like, nah, I'm good. You have Shohei Otani, Juan Soto, um, I don't have the list in front of me, but I, the, the, the lineup is stacked for the first time in a very long time. It kind of sucks because if those of you that have tuned out the home run derby, because I get it. Um, they changed the format last couple of years where it's like a bracket. So like one, they, they seed the guys and whatever. And, and show is the one seed who about it for poor Juan Soto stud of the league coming in all swaggerific. And he has to go face show in the first round. I'm trying to pull up the whole that's gonna be an exciting matchup though, right there. Yeah, I think I might have it. Hold on. Uh, so it looks like Pete Alonso, Joey yep. Gallo, Trey Mancini, Shohei, Matt Olson, Salvi Perez, Soto, Trevor Story, and like they're all and they're in Colorado. The balls are gonna be flying. They're gonna drop out of bombs. They're gonna be a Phil Mickelson and just hitting bombs everywhere. It's gonna be insane. I'm I'm I don't even care about the All Star game. I'm gonna be glued into this home run derby on Monday night. And then I'm a guilty pleasure for a celebrity softball game. I always watch it. Um, who's you, who, who are you guys picking for the home run derby? I'll let Zach go first. I'm going with Otani. I mean, just the power that he has. And then as – what are you – You see that right there, Zach? That's yeah. what in the industry we call a square pick. Square pick. Square. I mean, it's square hard pick. not to go pick with him. No, with it's the, not. No, I know. I agree with that. With the power he has and he's in Colorado, like that. I mean, I know Alonzo's out there. He's a big boy when it comes to hitting the ball out there. But, I mean, if I ain't, maybe Trevor Story too because that's – I'm not sure if him being in his home stadium has anything to do with it. But I don't know. It's it's always tough with these guys because of how powerful they are and how good – like how much we know them. Like, but – I don't know. I feel like Otani's going to win. I feel like it's, is there a way it's going to be down between Otani and Story? It can, yeah. They're, they're at opposite sides of the bracket. So I wouldn't know. be surprised if they are the one, last ones remaining. It sucks if Vlad's not going to be in it. Joey Gallo. Ooh, Joey G. Okay. Joey Gallo. Juan Soto, Juan Soto, you already know, though. He's going to beat Otani in the first round? I think he's going to. Wow. Wow. I'm going Guys. bold. That, that's um, well. We'll be talking about how Al's failed miserable lot next week when uh, 
Yeah. When Otani puts up like a 20 spot in the first round. Hey, listen, so listen, you complimented my article toward the beginning of this podcast, so I'll even it out and take it as a dub for the night. All right, Alan, you claim I missed something. We're going to wrap up the show if, you, if you're wrong, so prove me wrong. The MLB draft, Red Sox are picking fourth. <sighs> if they don't take Jack Leiter, they're going to take a position player. Great, done. Uh, they might take Kumar. Do you think? Do you think they'll go one of the Vanderbilt boys if they're both there? If they well, want a pit, if they want a pitcher for the longevity of the rest of the season and then beyond, yes. Do you, okay. If we're gonna talk about this, do you guys think that both of them will be there? Rocker, hundred percent will be there. Jack yeah. Leiter, I'm eighty to ninety percent sure will be there because the way that all the mock drafts have gone, the Pirates and the Rangers have gone shortstops back to back. It's Detroit. Everything. everything. Correct. It's Detroit at three that scares me. Detroit, I don't know what way they're going to go. They have young pitching in their organization. I think they still have Casey Mize, if I'm not mistaken, right? Pretty sure. Yes. I I know he's only one guy, but I think they have some young pitching in in that farm system. So I don't know if they want to add on to that or if they want to go with maybe the kid from Louisville, Henry Davis at three, there's a lot of directions they can go again. Pittsburgh and Texas don't scare me. It's Detroit at three. That petrifies. me. See if I'm Detroit, I can live with not taking lighter. Like there's all, there's really good options in this draft. And if your other teams don't, you know, Jack wants to be in Boston. Yeah. Like he said it over and over again, how they'd be an ideal fit. No, right. Again, Anyone at the top of the draft looks at the Red Sox this year and goes, great. They, they happen to suck last year, but they're good again. And I can go there. Great. Like, it's a good situation for whoever gets drafted by the Red Sox because they happen to suck last year. They got the fourth pick. And now they're one of the best teams in baseball, a World Series contender, a solid core for the future. And you're going to also jump into that. And most likely, the, whoever they pick at four, they're planning to have them up here in the next couple of years. Like, if Jack Leiter does get picked at four, he'll be on the Red Sox before 2024. Like, it's not like they're expecting him to come wait five years. But, but like, here's the thing, too, that people forget. I'm not saying Jack Leiter will do this, but this is a possibility. If he really wanted to, if he got taken one through three by Pittsburgh, by Texas, or by Detroit, he could say, forget you guys. I'll go back to school for another year, dominate again, and then try for a different team next year. I'm not saying he would do that, but it could be in the back of his mind if he really does not want to go to those top three teams. Does he though? I, I he, told you this. We won't. talked about this. On, he won't. Yeah, we we talked about this. Was this this week? Yeah, we talked about this on the Couch Guy Sports podcast briefly. His stock's not never is going to be as high as it is right now. He had him and Kumar both had like what two of the best college baseball seasons like ever. Yeah, Leiter couldn't be touched all season. His stock's not going to be any higher than it is now. Dra- get drafted, get paid some high value draft pick. Make go make your money and get to the pros asap. Like that's his path. He's going to go to the pros. If he goes to the Tigers, that sucks for him. But like. Doesn't have to be there forever, um, and and at some point the Tigers are probably having to trade them because they can't keep them, and it'll he'll get somewhere good later on in his career. Are we in all agreement here that the pitching position is the most important position in baseball? Thousand percent. Okay, so yes. What's the draft order again? Pittsburgh. So it's it's Pittsburgh. So the top four. Top four. Obviously, yeah. all we care about. Yeah. Pitt, Pittsburgh, Texas, Detroit, Detroit. Boston. Okay, so I don't think Texas is really concerns me about pitching. 
don't know. Does Pittsburgh have any good pitchers in their system? They no, but they, they're idiots and they keep taking position players. Like they're yeah, the people that just keep taking position players over and over and over. They're they're so keen on these high school shortstops. I think the kid. There's two that they're considering: Marcelo Meyer and Jordan Lawler. Those are the two that they're like flip flopping back and forth yep. between mm-hmm. both shortstops. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's my thing: if I'm hearing good things about both of these pitchers, and it's not a bad thing if one team takes them and here he is sitting for you either, no matter who it is, or do you guys have a specific player that you want? Like, would you lighter. rather have? I, lighter? I want lighter, I want lighter, lighter, hundred okay. percent. So I don't know. Like it's difficult because I'll, do you not weird. want lighter? Do you no, not no, no, want lighter? No, no, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying you look at all these teams who are really bad, and then you get the Boston Red Sox, who are one of the best, as you mentioned, who are the, one of the best teams in American League right now, in a position to get a great player that might be doing good things for this franchise. So I don't think Texas scares me. I really feel like Pittsburgh – and Detroit are the ones who are going to scare me the most here because I do think we go pitcher. I think I'm I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not sure how much talent we have when it comes to AAA besides Jaron Duran. We, we don't have a lot of pitching. I'll tell you that. That's that's we what I mean. You need to. They'd be stupid not pitching. to go. They'd be stupid to not go pitching. You need to stock up on pitching. I really f- even if it even if it's trade pieces down the road to get a stud. Like even if it's you trade even if I don't think they'll do this, but let's say they draft lighter and then eventually want to trade him for a veteran stud. Like sure, that that you stock the pitching because if you're ever going to make a trade down the road, young good pitching is the best fastest way to get some stars in here. It's like quarterback in football. Like that's going to be your one of your cornerstones of the franchise going forward is that quarterback position. Same thing for pitching. You need a pitcher to be a good team in this league. And Red Sox rotation in three years, Chris Sale, Nathan Avaldi, Jack Leiter. Keep going. Great. Love it. Let's do it. Jay Groom, by the way. Jay Groom's still a thing, right? Tanner Houck still coming up. Like they have some decent names. I'm just I'm still not sold on not needing more pitching. That's what I'm saying. Stock up on pitching. Pitching, pitching, pitching. This this team is in great shape right now going down the road with the pitchers no players you have Darius and Bogut who are still really young I know JD is getting up there in age but he's still dominant you gotta sign Bogarts though you need to sign him you need to sign you gotta hope he doesn't opt out and you need to sign Devers long term Bogarts and Devers need to be here Heim needs to pay him I'm gonna assume they do that because Heim's not an idiot and then but then you're right you have positional players in Duran um if Kike isn't here long term you still have Jeter Downs Coming up from there, Duran, you have these guys. Verdugo is going to be here long-term. Obviously, Bobby Dahlbeck's not going anywhere. They love him. So, like, they have their core offensive players. And then the other positions are where you start to rotate in veterans consistently, right? Like a third outfielder is maybe consistently a veteran that you keep bringing out. Like like this year, Renfro was a great signing, right? Um, You bring in guys like that. Always have, like, Vasquez and Connor Wong will probably be your catching duo next year. Um, so you have that kind of situation that Vasquez does leave Connor Wong's like, you know, so you have positional players and you have the depth to even trade someone like a Michael Chavis to get some more pitching. The pitching is where you need to help. Um, it's definitely where you need to help. And, and we'll see where it goes. Um, all I know is the Red Sox are in first place right now as we record this. And it's a massive overachievement. Al and I bets on, on the, uh, the wonderful DraftKings app here in New Hampshire are, are looking good. Looking good. I'm loving it. Uh, they only need what, 30 more wins. What, what are they? 54 and 34. 
Is that correct? Are they 54 now? Are they 54 now? I'll Zach, you want to check that real yeah, quick? I got you. Beep, boop, beep, 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 boop, beep, beep, boop. Look at Please. Yep. Please. 54 and 34. 27 wins away. I need 27 more wins now, and I win. It's nothing. Jared, now, I bet you they'll it. have that by the end of August. They'll have that by the end of August. That would be perfect. I would love that. Get ready for football season. So go through September. We'll already have won our bet, and we'll be going into the first week of the Patriots season. Happy man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In the Triangle Podcast, CouchGuysSports.com, episode 51. Who was You said the Julian Tavares. Is that what it was? Julian, Julian Tavares. Tavares. No, it was Love a Dingus it. episode. Okay. Julian Tavares is not a Dingus episode, but okay. the Dingus episode, uh, nonetheless. The, the, the You Can Say No episode, whatever you want to call it. Episode 51 in the books. Al, Zachary, Jared, we're all together. It was great. It was back. We'll be back next week. Um, Red Sox will be coming out of the all-star break. Talk about the Homer Derby. We'll talk about second half stuff. And then in a couple weeks, guys, we're going to do some trade deadline talk, exciting stuff. Um, I have an idea that I haven't even told Al about yet and I want to do it. Uh, so we're, we're going to do it. Al will prove. I'm not worried about it. Uh, and, and we're going to have some fun come trade deadline time. We have other baseball guys on the network. want to get involved in this idea. So I, I, it's in the last hour, Al, it's going to, it's fine. I, I, um, I, I trust you at this point. And well, you should. I'm in charge. Uh, besides Nick, Nick, I miss you, bud. Um, we got some good coverage coming off of the deadline. We'll talk about the draft too. We'll know who the Red Sox pick next week, so we'll be able to have some fun with the Red Sox pick as well. Um, and if it always comes up, we'll always talk about the Buffalo Sabers. So until next week, guys, it was fun. Enjoy your time. Go Red Sox and uh, enjoy that home run derby on Monday night. Go Red Sox. See you guys.